Welcome, everyone, to another podcast of Modern World Zen. This is Josh Barzell. So last episode, we were talking about how we can use psychoanalysis, really therapy, but based in psychoanalysis, that when we have these thoughts about others that are problematic, we can find a psychological basis. And then further from that, we can get to a spiritual basis for our understanding, seeing God within the heart. And then this episode, we're going to go a little deeper. Because last episode, we talked about divisions, race, religion, nationality, difference of opinion even. And I mentioned the difference in sex between man and woman and how that's also something that we should try to get over. But there's a deeper meaning there, and I'd like to to get into that in this episode. So really, the there's a great spiritual um, basis to male and female. And in the Eastern scriptures, this is the division between Pakriti and Purusha. So Pakriti is um, the is is a divine force, and um, really we should look at. Um, Pakriti in the feminine. And Purusha is also a divine force. And we should look at Purusha sort of as the masculine. And um, so that's how we're going to look at the, the difference between man and woman. We're going to look at it in, in terms of spiritual, in a spiritual way. And you could say, oh, well, no, the, I mean, the real interesting thing in life really is this distinction between, you know, the Jew and, you know, the Christ principle and, you know, looking at in terms of, you know, the Holocaust and why the Holocaust happened and, you know, looking in terms of the church and how there's, you know, anti-Semitism or something like that, where you would be essentially putting two religions against each other. And I could understand that that's a very great debate, you know, because here's Jesus, he was Jewish, he's the savior of the Christians. The Christians sometimes are anti-Semitic towards the Jews, and we can't figure out who's right. And we've been fighting for this for, for a very long time, you know. And it's just sort of inherent in these, in these two religions of essentially a conflict, right? Um, and you could say that that's really, you know, what's spiritually interesting. And we could talk about that on a later episode, but but truly, what's really What's really important isn't that. 
it's this male-female division, if you will, because that's the one that really matters. Um, because that's the one that's very that's that's more spiritually significant. Um, and so, um, so we have these two divisions. We have Prakriti and Purusha. And Pakriti um, is the feminine. So you can think of that as nature. You know, Mother Nature is Pakriti. And Purusha is sort of the, the male god head. And we typically, when we've thought of God, we've typically given it a male, a male impression right so this is very important and it's very important because if you will get into um you know the the equality of the of those two but before we get to that you could easily see that if you were just set in the male as the god then you would never think that a woman could attain god likewise if you were set in the female as the nature, as the mother nature. You could never see a man attaining that divinity, right? And both of those things can occur. And it doesn't mean that they're less of a man or less of a woman if that occurs. And we'll get into why that is. And, and the reason really is that we have both parts in us. You know, every man has a bit of female in him. Every female has a bit of man or male in her. And it doesn't have to be really physical features necessarily, right? It can just be a certain way that they think and they feel. Their emotional selves can be very similar to the opposite sex. Both females can think a lot like men and men can think a lot like women. And... That's just a, a fact of life. And so we, we really shouldn't see them as two, two different things. They're both whatever you, what you would call man and woman really is a, just a, you know, an accumulation of a certain stronger set of traits, say, in that person. But it's not as if they're wholly distinct. And you could probably understand that from the way the baby develops and how it eventually becomes a certain sex in the womb. It's not really, you know, something that we can say, oh, well, this is, um, you know, these are two different animals. We're really not. Um, and so we're going to look at that. And we're going to look at it in terms of how we are attracted to one another, right? I mean, if we weren't, if men man and woman weren't attracted to each other, then we wouldn't really have the sexual union. And without a sexual union, there would be none of us. There, there would be no people because that's what creates life. And so obviously that's a very strong force. But how does that relate to yoga? How does that relate to meditation? If you do, you know, find someone or someone finds you and you do have a union, 
what's the difference between that and say meditation so that's what we're going to look at and so you could say oh well i have that so i don't need to meditate and we're going to we're going to answer that question so in meditation we're trying to still the mind we're trying to get into a place within us that doesn't really have any relation to anyone outside of us even uh, someone that we're married to right so how do we deal with that and the answer really is to see that you have aspects of both prakriti the female and the and purusha the, the male in you you have both of those aspects in you in your body so if you if you can see that then you lose your attraction for the other for the male for the female right if you're male you lose the attraction for the female if you're female you lose the attraction for the male because you're content in your own in your own being knowing that you possess both of these these qualities these spiritual qualities and then really you can see the oneness of the world and you can get over distinctions between sexes male and female so really and and we've talked about this on a previous episode but really when we love someone what are we doing we're really actually loving our own inner self projected onto that other person so that other person can't give us joy Right, and just as much as we can't give that person joy, because we have joy within us, and we're experiencing that, we project it onto the other person. So really, in meditation, we're just getting contact with our own inner joy and seeing that all of this actually comes from within us. So, but nevertheless, we have these issues where we are not meditating. And just completely absorbed in another person to the point of just, you know, having it be kind of ridiculous. And the idea is that um, <clears throat> if you could find something even more beautiful, let's say you find it in another person and you're just, oh my God, you can't, you can't give it up. If you could find something even more beautiful than that within yourself, you'd be surprised you wouldn't run after this other person, you know, if that could happen. And it can happen in meditation. You have to be aware of your own inner beauty to get over the attraction for someone else's beauty. And um, so that's what we should try to, to do. We don't do this. We're just content on fawning over someone else's beauty, not knowing that we have even greater beauty within us because what is the body the body is really not beautiful in anyone really it's always going to be the inner self always and that's what the scriptures talk about so we also have this dance of shiva and shakti uh, as well as the dance of purusha and prakriti and they're absolutely one there there is no difference between the two they really are the same and um, and it's not that you need union. If you're a man, you need union with a female, or a female needs union with a man to meditate. 
to become enlightened, right? You really just need to understand that you have that within you and to meditate it on, on it within you. If you're so attracted to the feminine, meditate on the feminine within you if you're a man. And if you're a woman and you're so attracted to the, to the masculine, meditate on the masculine within you. It's there and you can find it there. And then you don't have to trouble anyone with this constant you know, harassment, if you will. Okay, so um, that's kind of where we're going to end up. And that can be our meditation uh, for this episode, going a little bit deeper and more spiritually focused, not so much on the, uh, on the psychology or the psychoanalysis. And um, so really, we, we're not going to, you know, base our yoga on a fact of a union. Really, that's not yoga. It's not spiritually, it's not scripturally correct to say that, you know, well, if I find someone that's my perfect match, then I'm enlightened. That's not anywhere in the scriptures. That's basically very common, you know, between that, what happens from that union? You create a child. Well, what's, what's so special about that? There's not really anything, it's not enlightenment, right? So we can use that to help us meditate and I would say that that's really what we're looking for. We're not looking for really a union to become enlightened. We're really looking for meditation. But sometimes it's very hard to find that. Um, so again, look at another person just as your own body. You're not attracted to your own body. You're not attracted to your own leg or arm. Why not see your leg or arm as the person that you're interested in and meditate? You'd be amazed at how wonderful that meditation can be. Um, and so that's where we're going to leave it in this episode. And, you know, you can't attain anything without knowledge, devotion, and meditation. These things are absolutely essential. And, um, you know, if you don't have knowledge, then you can't, be, you can't have devotion, uh, because what are you going to be devoted to? You'd have to know something is pure to have devotion to it. And um, meditation doesn't come unless it comes from devotion. And then the last thing is that without meditation, your knowledge just flies away. It floats away. It doesn't, it doesn't remain solid. So you need all three. You need knowledge, devotion, and meditation uh, to, to, to really do what it is that you want. You don't need this union of Pakriti and Purusha or Shiva and Shakti as embodied in the physical form. Um, you really need the union within you, not external to you. So hopefully that makes sense to you, and we'll leave it there. Hopefully you can meditate uh, <clears throat> a little bit now, starting when we end the podcast. And thank you for everyone. Uh, thank you everyone for tuning in. This has been Josh Barzell for Modern World Zen. <laughs>